Good morning, good day, or good evening. My name is Eli Rowe, and this is the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast. Well, thank the gods we are on the other side of the full moon slash eclipse weekend. I have just been a hot, sloppy mess, and I hope that you're doing better than I've been doing. (laughs) Mercury retrograde is still raging, so I'm not letting my guard down yet, but Jesus, that eclipse energy was unreal. We will be sliding into Gemini season this weekend, so that's going to be another shift, but oh, hopefully we'll be able to get our legs back underneath us soon. In the meantime, I've been reading a lot of messages and emails this week, and I feel like this season has come in pretty hot for all of us, but I'm really touched and humbled by the messages I'm receiving. Some of the magic that you are all experiencing in your practices is really remarkable, and I am loving reading all of it. I think I've responded to everyone, but if you have written to me and I have not replied, please resend it. I don't know why, but I feel like there's someone I was supposed to talk to and I'm, I'm just concerned that maybe I've lost a message or retrograde aided or something, or maybe I'm delusional, you know, it's always a possibility, but anyways, resend it if I haven't reached out to you. But I do have a message from a witch called Kristen, and she had a bit of a conundrum, and I wanted to read it. I thought it was an interesting situation. She writes, "Uh, first of all, I want to say I love your podcast. I listened to several, but yours is my favorite. Thank you very much. I have a question about a money spell. I applied for a job last month, and I did a money spell for a better salary. I used the money oil recipe from your podcast on a green candle with a carved salary dollar amount. I also used bay leaves with the amount written and burned them. The next day, I found a small plastic gold coin. It was in the parking lot of a business. I had gone inside for just a few minutes and it wasn't there. But when I walked back outside following the same path, there it was. It was very out of place and I felt like it was a sign that my spell was manifesting. I've had two job interviews with this company since, and I was feeling pretty confident that my spell had worked. My problem is that the company I am currently working for has started absolutely killing me with required overtime, which is negatively impacting my mental and physical health. I can't help but feel like the money spell is the cause of this. Obviously, I wanted the income, but the spell was meant for a new job with a higher salary, and I did put that intention into the spell. So is there a way to fix this? Can I cancel the spell? I'm afraid that I will negatively impact the new job opportunity. So should I do a new spell? Any advice is appreciated. Now, this sounds exactly like some classic cosmic bullshit. The universe really thinks she's funny sometimes. But I agreed with Kristen that we should probably leave that original spell alone so that we don't interfere with the new job opportunity. And I told her that I think probably the best course of action is to work a new spell specifically related to all of the mandatory overtime and its effect on her physical and mental health. And again, she's going to want to be surgically accurate with the wording of the spell so that we don't give Mercury retrograde any room to twist her intentions around. So I just suggested a simple spell that says something like, you know, whatever her boss's name is. Stop scheduling me for overtime. My workload is light. My mind and body are at ease. And I just let her know if she's partial to candle magic, maybe consider dressing it with herbs like yarrow, basil, and rose for overcoming problems. 
um, dandelion, fennel, sage, and vanilla to help relieve stress, and then salt, lavender, garlic, or anise to support her well-being. And it might also be a good idea to feed her new job spell too, just to give it a little encouragement. And I've asked her to let me know how it goes, so we'll see. But I just thought it was kind of a, a good reminder of the importance of being very specific with the wording of our spells. And in this case, Kristen was. She was very specific that she wanted a new job making X amount of money. Well, the universe started working on that new job, but in the meantime, it started delivering on the money too. And, you know, sometimes when it rains, it pours. <laughs> um, so any, I just thought that was an interesting situation. So I wanted to read it. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Kristen, because that was interesting. Um, but today I wanted to talk about meditation. And this topic is something that's been on my list for ages. But with Mercury retrograde being what it is, and with all of the chaos of eclipse season, I just didn't think I could put it off anymore. And the thing about meditation is that it just isn't like glamorous, fun, flashy witchcraft. It's very quiet. It's generally a solitary activity. And so it doesn't really translate very well to the modern social media presentation of what it means to be a witch. And I'm not suggesting that anyone here is a witch just for the aesthetics. I'm just saying that we don't generally see a lot of emphasis on meditation in witchcraft. And I think that's why it sort of takes a back seat these days. But it is important and it does have a lot of value for everyone, but especially for witches. You know, we are just as bombarded as everyone else in the world is by the news, by media, by work and family obligations, the bills we have to pay, the appointments we need to make. The list goes on forever. But as witches, we are also bombarded with synchronicities and dream symbolism and eclipse energy and just toxic vibes in general when we're dealing with people around us who are just really going through it. You know, we feel that with them. There's so much mental noise all of the time, everywhere. And, you know, here I go being an old crusty Gen Xer, but especially with our phones, we never give ourselves a moment's peace. There is rarely a moment that we are completely alone with our thoughts on a given day. And I'm guilty. You know, if I'm sitting in a waiting room, I'm not just sitting. I'm not just observing and letting my mind be idle. I'm on my damn phone. I'm playing Sudoku or, you know, I'm like Googling the lyrics, trying to figure out who's saying the song that's playing in the waiting room. I'm reading some bullshit news story that makes my blood boil or whatever the case may be. The constant mental noise is not good for us. You know, modern humans appeared about 200,000 years ago and our day-to-day lives were pretty much the same up until like 200 years ago when people started moving from rural areas into modern cities. So for well more than 199,000 years, we had a whole lot of quiet time for contemplation. I'm not arguing about the quality of life then versus now. My point here is just that evolution happens very slowly, but technology has moved insanely quickly and we have not had time to evolve and adapt and adjust to the nonstop bombardment of our senses. So meditation is not just a good practice, it's necessary. It's healing, it's restorative. But what is, you know, what is meditation? What does that mean? What is it exactly? 
Well, very simply, meditation is just the practice of using mindfulness, which simply means to focus on a particular object or a thought or a mantra, to train the mind to come to attention and awareness and achieve a mentally clear and emotionally calm state. Now, the attention that we are trying to come to is the attention of the present moment. And this is really hard to do, but it can be done. We just have to start by giving ourselves a time limit. And the limit is not imposed to stress us out. And there are no penalties if we don't manage to achieve a clear state of mind during that time limit. The limit is just there to help the mind accept that it doesn't need to worry about what's going undone while we are meditating. It won't last forever and nothing bad will happen in the five or 10 minutes that we allow ourselves. So we've got to decide our time limit. I suggest five or 10 minutes and then set some kind of a timer for it. Not a timer that's going to make you jump out of your skin when it goes off though. You know, if you have a white noise app on your phone, set set something mellow and relaxing like bird calls or rain sounds and then just set it to turn off after five minutes. The noise can help us to settle into meditation and then once it stops playing, it's a gentle way of announcing to the mind that the time is up. And the other thing we need to bring into meditation is the commitment to let go of obligations, of concerns, of worries and distractions before we begin. This is also easier said than done, but we need to really be ready to let go of those things before we begin. Just know that those concerns aren't going to go anywhere. They will be waiting for you once you're done, so we can permit ourselves this little five-minute slice of time to not think about it. Nothing will go completely tits up while we're taking this time. We just need to be in the here and now for these few minutes and allow ourselves the luxury of this mental break. It's important to recognize and accept that our mind isn't used to being quiet. And that's okay. That's the whole point. That's the reason that we're doing this. When we realize that our thoughts are starting to get noisy and interrupt our meditation, and especially if we're experiencing negative self-talk, simply acknowledge whatever the thought is, observe it, but don't engage it, and then let it go. Think of it, you know, like as a leaf blowing past on a breeze. See it, notice that it's there, but don't follow it down that path. Don't make judgments about it. Let it continue to blow by and don't worry where it came from and don't worry where it goes next. Just let it go. Something that is helpful for meditation is to have a meditation object. This is simply a point of focus. It can be the flame on a candle. It can be a simple phrase or word that you repeat in your head or out loud until it loses all meaning and just becomes sound. Frequently, people will simply focus on their breathing. Breathe in for a count of three, hold for a count of three, and then exhale for a count of three, and hold for another count of three. The purpose of this is just to give the mind something to focus on that is of no larger consequence. And when the mind finds itself wandering, it's also a gentle place to return to. The more that we do this, the more we will begin to experience awareness. 
we can actually become aware of the spaciousness of the mind, even while we are not thinking about it in an active way. And it's really transformative and it's incredibly enlightening and empowering when we begin to understand how much room there is in the mind space and how much power we really do wield, we can integrate and appreciate the two halves of ourself, the self that has to go to work and pick up the dry cleaning and the self that is truly at peace in the universe. And then it becomes so clear that there is absolutely nothing that we cannot do. As we continue to practice meditation, we begin to find that those little mindless distractions have less of a hold on us. And when we do decide to indulge them, it's in a much more deliberate way. It isn't automatic to just spend an hour on social media without realizing it. It becomes more of a decision. When we are reading news stories that get us worked up and angry and overwhelmed, we begin to recognize the manipulation tactics that grab our attention and keep us distracted and siphon our energy. And it becomes a lot easier to step away from those things because it's just so much less appealing. Now, as to the nitty gritty details of meditation, such as whether you're sitting on the floor or on the ground or in a chair or even lying down, all of that is completely your decision to make. Do consider that you're going to want to be comfortable for the entire duration of the meditation. You know, it, it won't work if you start your meditation sitting cross-legged on the ground, if it's going to hurt your back or if your legs are going to fall asleep after a few minutes because you won't be able to focus on anything but the pain and the discomfort that you're in. I personally have to be seated in a chair because if I'm on the floor, my dog thinks that it's playtime. And no, I can't just shut the door on him because he doesn't believe in closed doors. And he will just wail in despair until I open it again. So it's a chair for me and you need to decide how you will proceed. And you might wanna find a guided meditation on YouTube that might be necessary for you, but you also might find that it's something that you can do alone. Again, the choice is completely yours. Experiment with different meditations and different methods until you discover what consistently works best for you and what you prefer. If you do start your meditation solo, try to first find that comfortable position wherever you are, be it on the floor, in a chair, or lying down. Set your timer and then just let your weight settle comfortably settle into your limbs rest your arms in your lap or at your sides whatever feels most comfortable and if you'd like to close your eyes let them close if you're using a focus object such as a candle just gaze at the flame and let your vision become soft blink when you need to but don't think too hard about it and then maybe try a three count breath breathe in for a count of three Hold for a count of three, exhale for a count of three, and hold for a count of three. Repeat this three count breath, and as you do, notice the sensations that accompany mindful breathing. Feel the expansion as the fresh air fills your lungs. Feel the pause as you hold for your count of three. Experience relief again as you exhale for three and then pause again as you hold. Remember to unclench your jaw, relax your shoulders back and down, 
Let go of any tension in your face, your brow, your neck, your back. Let your thoughts float away because we don't need them at this time. If a thought does come floating into focus, acknowledge it without judging it. Notice that it is a thought and let it pass. In the meditative space, we don't need these thoughts. They can wait for us to come back to them when we are ready. And once our mind is quiet, once our thoughts are far away and hazy, we can just enjoy the peace. Feel it surround us, pour over us. We are always safe in the meditative space. We are supported. The universe holds us here. It welcomes us. In this space, we are the universe. In this space, we are reunited with our ancestors and we are reunited with our descendants. We are at one here with all of the versions of ourselves in every reality. In this meditative space, we recognize that abundance surrounds us. There is more here for us in this universe than we will ever need or want. Once we remove the barriers and blockages that our minds create, we can begin to access all of this abundance. The universe wants to give us what we desire. We only have to accept it. Once our time is through and we are done meditating, take a moment to come back to this reality. Move slowly, one toe at a time, one finger at a time. Bring awareness back into the body. Open your eyes if they've been closed. Take your focus away from the candle flame or whatever focus object you may have used. And remember to take something with you from every meditation session. If it's a feeling, a sensation, a realization, whatever it may be, hold on to it. And as we continue to do this repeatedly, and especially as we make it a habit, we will find that those five or 10 minutes go faster and faster each time. We will begin to look forward to it, and it's gonna seem like it isn't long enough. We might wanna stretch it out longer. Of course, this is entirely your decision to make. Maybe plan for three five-minute sessions during the week, and then have a 20-minute session on the weekend. It's our time. We can do whatever we like to with it. It doesn't need to be one more thing on the checkoff list. So if you're not feeling it, save it for a different day. If you can't do it in the morning because your mind is way too preoccupied with what's coming up that day to be able to quiet down, then save it for the evening. This is your work. This is for you. It doesn't have to be on anyone else's schedule and it doesn't have to look like anyone else's practice. As a human being, this work is very essential to our own self-care, but as a witch, we can use these tools and these skills to better attune to our desired manifestations and the goals that we set for our spell work. Learning to subdue the mind's tendency towards negativity and negative self-talk is applied the same way during meditation as it is during ritual and during spell work. Meditation is a great way to practice opening roads, to call in manifestations and abundance. It's all interconnected. And even though it isn't exciting and it doesn't look like much on social media, it is a very important part of a witchcraft practice, or at least it can become so. So please write to me and tell me what 
tips and tricks you have for helping make meditation easier and more enjoyable or write to me for any reason at all on Instagram or Facebook at at middleagedwitch or email me at eli at middleagedwitch.com. We will talk again next week. Good luck this weekend, Geminis. Happy soon-to-be birthday. My name is Eli, and this is the Middle-Aged Witch Podcast. content of this podcast is not a substitute for direct, personal, professional, mental, or medical health care and diagnosis. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast are for general information only.